Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon. If you found yourself here, it means you are ready to unleash the powerful visionary that lives inside you, turning you into an authentic leader who creates influence, impact, and change. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Influencer Podcast. This is an exciting day. This is a very, very, very exciting day because we are starting our Get What You Want 28-Day Challenge. And welcome to part one of our four-part Get What You Want 28-Day Challenge. So this is how it goes. Over the next 28 days, I will be walking you through tools that help you learn how to overcome blocks realize what's possible, and get what you want. Now, this challenge also comes with an incredible free study guide and private Facebook group. So if you would like the study guide or you want to join the private group during our time, all you have to do is just go to juliesolomon.net slash free access for your gift there. I'm sorry. It's juliesolomon.net slash free gift for your access. I was like, wait a second. Did I just jumble up my words? I did not say that right. juliesolomon.net slash free gift for your access. And here is how it works. The 28-day challenge is broken up into four parts. So starting today, you'll join me here on the Influencer Podcast and inside our members-only community for a new audio lesson that covers how to get what you want. You're going to end your 28-day challenge with the full realization of what's possible for your life. So you can get what you want. And it is my hope that you will be able to really take this with you throughout this entire year, not just for the next 28 days, but for the rest of the year, for years to come. And the challenge is going to end on March 2nd with an exclusive invite to a free and live virtual event experience that I'm hosting this summer to take what you want to the next level. And I'm also announcing something huge on March 2nd here on the podcast that you will not want to miss. So go to juliesolomon.net slash free gift for your free goodies and to get all of the info before anyone else. So today we are starting with part one of the challenge, which covers day one through seven, and it's all about what is holding you back. Now, I know from personal experience that you can't get what you want until you know what's holding you back. And I know exactly what that is like. I spent over two decades of my life feeling that my own inner world was kind of crumbling in a lot of ways. I had a pivotal moment happen to me several years ago between my husband and I that really shook me to my core. And I go into detail about it in my new book that's coming out in June. But today I'll share with you that it it was this moment when I went through a series of actionable steps to live a new life from this incident that happened and a life that I wanted to move away from that was free of shame and really full of everything that I wanted. And these are the exact, the exact steps that I know will absolutely work for you too, if you have the courage to try. So if you do the things that I teach in this challenge, you can achieve anything you want and I can prove it. But first, what I had to do is I had to admit what was holding me back so I could get my mindset right. And by the time that you're finished with what we go through during this time together over the next 28 days, you too will discover the beliefs that have been holding you back until now. And 
really all the possibilities that are open to you if you're willing to face the uncomfortable truth. And I'll start by teaching you about the belief systems that you need to adopt and use to replace whatever is currently keeping you stuck and powerless. I'll introduce these belief systems to you, tell you why they are true, and I'll explain why you must believe them. And I go into a lot of detail into that study guide. So definitely go to juliesolman.net slash free gift to get the study guide if you want to really go through this with me and our amazing community. Now, I do have to say, I'm going to be honest, you might be resistant to some of these beliefs. Um, I was for a really long time. Most people are. Um, they may be quite simple, but they aren't always so easy to accept because if they were, everyone would already have exactly what they wanted and this podcast episode wouldn't be happening. But in order to really step out of that mass production of complacency and suffering, you're going to have to stretch yourself to think and feel differently about the life that you have and what's possible for you. And so instead of thinking that nothing works for you or that, you know, it can't work for you, you have to really implore yourself to think a little bit differently and to ask how this can work for you. And that is where we are going to start today with what is holding you back. And in order to understand what's holding us back, we must be able to understand what I call our origin story. Do you know what an origin story is? In the comic book worlds, it's usually this detailed journey of how normal seeming people end up saving the world all while having really hot bodies and fun leotards. <laughs> and maybe that isn't the case for you, but we all have an origin story, which is our backstory. It's our established background narrative that informs the identity and the motivations of how we show up in life and really what we choose to believe. Now, the superhero's origin story, it typically begins with this tragic accident, right, that left him or her scarred, but also resulted in the supernatural powers that they have. And I think the same goes for us. I think our origin story can result in these magnificent, amazing experiences, situations, superpowers, gifts, once we identify the parts of them that hold us back. And an origin story usually starts with some sort of trauma, big or small, trauma is trauma, and it doesn't discriminate, it affects us all. And I think a big part of my own origin story and kind of what was the trigger for me was this craving and this need to belong. Because growing up, I always needed everyone to like me. And I distinctly remember once in second grade, throwing away my favorite doll in a trash can while crying my eyes out because a girl in my class said that dolls were for babies and she didn't like it. And I adored that doll. But having a classmate think less of me was worse than being honest about my love for my favorite Christmas gift. I was convinced that she said what she said about my beloved doll because she didn't like me. And I think it's because of that instinct that I always wanted to assimilate, blend in, look and talk like everyone else with the hope that people would like me. And I also realized that any time somebody liked me, I would automatically like them back only because they liked me. Can you relate to any of this? They, it's like they saw something in me that was likable. 
And I guess since I spent so much time and effort trying to be like everyone else, to blend in, I had forgotten to find anything about myself that I actually liked. And that story is one that really owned me for years. Now, does any of this sound familiar to you? If it does, you know, let me know. Screenshot this episode. Let me know if you're relating to this on Instagram. If it does, the first question I want to ask you, and this is also found in the study guide, where in your life do you blend in, assimilate, or just abandon your own beliefs and feelings in hopes of being accepted by other people, places, groups? Because everywhere I went, that was the feeling of just wanting to be seen, wanting to be accepted, wanting to be belong. And I think every person I was with, I, I, it's like I wanted just to be with them so they would validate my human existence. And this became such a big part of what held me back, validation. And I think validation is such a powerful driving force in all of our lives. It's what compels us to do all sorts of things like achieve. And I believe that validation can be the difference between rising out of the ashes or self-destructing completely. And that's a huge thing that I think holds a lot of us back. And here's another question from the study guide. Where in your life do you seek validation? Work, church, community, online, social media. How does validation come up for you? You know, does, does validation come up with the idea to need to achieve or having to look or act a certain way? Or is it accolades or is it being praised? And who in your life do you seek validation from? Colleagues, your parents, your husband, your wife, strangers on the internet? And why is their validation so important to you? What about your origin story makes validation so important to you? And this is a huge one. This is why I want you to download the study guide at juliesolomon.net slash free gift. Because if you will take some time with these questions, you will start to see patterns of your origin story. You'll start to see your origin story just present itself and show itself to you. And things will start to come up that you will notice like, wow, this has really been holding me back. And I think that when it comes to validation, validation can also cause us to not seek help, support, or guidance when we need it because we want to be praised for figuring it out ourselves. Or we want to try to control something by doing it all ourselves. And I think validation, especially for women, it's so deeply ingrained in our origin story that we probably never even remember a time when we weren't seeking validation. I mean, I even see it in my daughter, who's only 18 months old. When she does something new or exciting or fun, we can't help but to praise on her and dote on her and validate her for doing it. She was working with this orange peg the other day, this circular peg, and she was putting it in the cylinder. And, you know, of course it took her a while to, to, to get the motor skills to do it. But when she finally did it, you know, we were praising her and praising her. And very quickly after that, she started saying to me, no help, no help, no help when she was trying to do the peg. And then when it came to her trying to put her shoes on, no help, no help, no help, something that she clearly cannot do on her own yet, but she's already started to push us away when we try to assist her because she wants to not only try it herself, but there is something about that feeling 
that we get when we are praised or validated for doing something that other people praise us for. And as a mom, I, of course, choose to praise and validate my children. But I also know that if they don't learn to believe that they are loved and enough for who they are, not for what they do, they will also go looking outside of their own hearts and their own soul for that security, for that belonging. And I think the same goes for us. If we don't learn to believe that we are loved and enough for who we are, not what we do, we also go outside of our own selves looking for that. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business for sponsoring the show. Now, another question that I want to ask you that's also in the guide is, do you have a hard time asking for help or receiving help? And if so, what or who taught you that asking for or receiving help was bad or something that you didn't deserve or something that you shouldn't be doing? And this origin story that each and every one of us have, it can have lasting effects on our lives, especially in our relationships. It had a big effect on the most important relationship that I have in my life, which is the relationship with myself. And so I started to think about why, you know, why had I held on to this belief of belonging and validation for so long? Why had it, you know, had such a hold over me? And how did it come up in my dynamics with other women? Why did I seek such validation and belonging from girls when I was little and women when I was adult, some of which I never even knew if I really aligned with them, if I'm, if I'm being honest. And I hope that that makes sense. It, you know, it's like the reason why I did it wasn't, you know, because I necessarily really liked them or connected with them. It was because it distracted me from the fact that I didn't like parts about myself. And so if I just focused on getting someone else to like me, I didn't have to look at those parts about myself that I didn't like. And I shared this story in detail in my new book, my first ever book that I'm so excited about. I'm gonna be sharing more about um, a little later called Get What You Want coming out in June. But the gist of this was that this came up a few years ago when a woman in my industry, in this industry that I, I admired a lot. And I really put this person on a pedestal. And then she showed me a side of her 
that I had never seen before. And she said some things to me and it really, it really hurt my feelings. And my need for validation and my need for, you know, people pleasing and and wanting her to like me, those patterns of trying to justify and rationalize and defend and explain myself came rolling through as I desperately tried to show her that I was worthy of being liked by her. And I wanted to prove to her that I was enough. I was enough for her to understand. I, would, I wanted her to change her mind. I wanted her to see me. I wanted her to like me. And as much as I tried to force it, it just didn't work. And here's the thing. She responded the way she did because people only see from their perspective and project from their own worlds. And her feelings that she had, if she didn't like me or didn't want to be nice to me, I mean, just as valid as mine. Yes, I was hurt, but it doesn't make her a bad person. Her response really surprised me because I had put her on a pedestal. But it also gave me a really incredible gift. It gave me the gift to see people for who they are, not for what I believe they are, are not for what I want them to be. And it taught me a really profound lesson about really self-love and, and being a woman. And I think that's that a woman who loves and trusts herself gives herself an incredible gift. And that is the ability to love and trust other women. And so if I want to love and trust other women and really have a beautiful friendship and relationship with people without putting them on a pedestal, it had to begin with me. It had to start with me. And so the next question in this challenge, and I know we're going deep here, guys, but this is, this is about getting what you want. This is about changing your life. And so I'm going deep. And this next question is, what do you love most about yourself? And what do you not? love most about yourself? And what do you love or like about the other women in your life or the other women that you see on social media or that you follow or that you look up to? And then what do you not like about other women? What do you give other women a hard time for? This could be your mom. This could be, you know, somebody that you follow. (laughs) And what I want you to do here, I want you to notice any similarities that you give yourself a hard time for, or that you don't like about yourself that may come up because it's really quite interesting. What happens is that when we start to really get honest and identify some of the things that we give ourselves such a hard time for, we're usually projecting that on to other people, especially other women. Now here is your challenge. Once we are aware of this, it's a beautiful thing. Because what we can do is that we can start to accept our part to play and how this is all going down and and how we are receiving the reality that we have in life and how to take actions on the things that we want to start to change. Now, when it comes to identifying what's holding you back, I'm I'm not talking about necessarily the pain of disappointment. I'm not talking about, you know, the suffering or of not really having something go the way that you wanted it. I'm, I'm talking about something that's way more powerful than that. And that is a part of us that is meant to be consistently changing. The parts of us that have the ability to grow. And that includes 
what's possible. That includes all the possibilities in that. And so to know what's possible and new, we have to let go of the things in our lives that we have become so attached to or dependent upon, including these core beliefs that are embedded and come from our origin story that keep us in a state of misery and chaos and urgency and feeling like we're not enough. Because when there is urgency, there is dysfunction. And there's something so powerful in just letting go of the urgency, letting go of these belief systems, letting go of the parts of our origin stories that really aren't helping us get what we want. Everyone suffers, not just from their origin stories, but really from living from their origin stories. And this isn't just me, you know, so many of the women that I coach have also shared that they struggle with the sense of belonging, this need to be validated by others, to give themselves the permission to belong and to be seen and to be worthy of someone or something else's time or energy. And, you know, why is that? Why is our own self-confidence and value and acceptance and approval contingent on other people? And I really think the answer comes down to this. And I mentioned it a little bit before, but it's because it makes us feel better about not liking ourselves. And this comes from our origin story, the story that we believe about ourselves. I believed I wasn't likable or worthy unless someone, you know, liked my doll in second grade or, you know, this person that I put on a pedestal liked me or if I wasn't, you know, accepted or invited into the the quote unquote club or the, you know, whatever it was. And I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere and I desperately wanted that. And so that is where the problem can reside with our origin story. And that is why it can hold us back. We fall victim to our origin story when we use it to define our current reality. And the origin story may cause suffering, but that suffering serves such an important purpose of alignment because it helps us become aware and accept what needs to change. And the suffering is what helps us go through the change if we can stop using it to define our current reality. And that is why suffering can really be a pathway to peace, to joy, to revelations about yourself, to transformations. Now, another question from the study guide is thinking back, what part of your origin story shapes how you love and trust yourself, how you love and trust other women, how you love and trust the world in which you live in? Our origin stories have come to us the way that they do because of our current reality and really what we presently value. So for example, if you are right now punishing yourself for something, you know, your own thoughts or feelings, you're, you're giving yourself a, a hard time about something. There's a part of you that believes in one way or the other, that there is some sort of validation or payoff for punishing yourself. And the more willing that you are to see that you feel that you feel the way that you do because of what you actually treasure about your origin story in that moment, good or bad, that's how you begin to change. It's like, what am I treasuring? Why am I treasuring this, this suffering? And I'll give you an example. Um, I was talking to my friend, Kendra Hall, 
um, a couple of days ago, and we were talking about this idea and um, with stories that we can tell ourselves. And I was telling her, I said, you know, for a long time, I had part of my origin story belief was that I thought in order to succeed, I had to suffer. And so I was actually treasuring the suffering. There was a payoff in me suffering, which was success, because I was telling myself that in order to succeed, I had to, to, to suffer. And so I want you to think about it and in that way, where in your life are you punishing yourself or causing maybe unnecessary suffering because you have told yourself there's some kind of treasure at the end of it, or there's some kind of payoff at the end of it? Because it's not just what we treasure, but, but the parts of us that are so attached to our origin story and use it to define our current reality, that, that is in, it ends up what, what happens, is that I was so attached to the idea of suffering that it was then defining my current reality. Well, yeah, I may have success, but I can only get success if I suffer. So of course I'm suffering because I keep telling myself that the only way I can succeed is if I suffer. And it's the same thing with the validation. You know, of, of course I am, my feelings are hurt when this person wasn't kind to me because I had told myself that the only way that I am accepted is if she is kind to me. Now. Final question from the study guide. Where are you currently falling victim to your origin story? What stories do you believe about yourself that keep you from getting what you want? I've given you a ton of examples today. I hope that that's helpful, but I want you to do the work for you because I want you to change. I want you to get what you want. So how is your origin story shaping your current reality? Maybe you tell yourself that you're not enough or you're not smart, or it costs too much, or you're being ridiculous, or you live in a fantasy world, or you're never satisfied. You know, maybe you heard that a lot growing up, but now you, you live by that. Maybe you don't even realize that you do, but it's happening. juliesolomon.net slash free gift to get the study guide. And I want you to remember that taking responsibility for what holds us back, it begins with the realization that we are choosing to think and feel and see that problem or that situation or that circumstance the way that it is. And all the decisions that we make, whether in our business or our home life or relationships, they come from a core belief that is born out of the origin story. And whatever that core belief is, that's what we're going to live out. You know, if you learned as a child that you can't trust anyone or that someone is always out to get you, then it's going to come into play when you become an adult and you start to work and live your life because you carry that belief with you. And this is how your origin story has an impact on how you live your life, how you show up in the world, and how you get or you don't get what you want. And just because you always believe something to be true doesn't mean that it's true. You might not be able to change how you were raised or what happened in the past, but you can change how you choose to believe that story now or how that story dictates your life now. You can change your beliefs and your thoughts. You get to change. You get to disrupt. You get to make different choices. And as we change, as we start to see the parts of our origin story that hold us back, that maybe have been shaping every outcome and result that we've received so far, we will be free to have a new and brighter possibility and that is what we'll be discussing next week in part two 
of the 28 day get what you want challenge. It's all about what do you want? <laughs> it's where we start to shake off what we've been taught around people pleasing and what we've been told to believe. And we start to hold a new vision for our lives. Next week in part two of the challenge, we are going to step into and hold a clear vision of what's possible. We're going to trust the vision and we're going to follow it through with daily action. You can't get what you want until you know what you want. And that's what we're going to be diving into next week. And it takes courage to pave a new path and to trust a vision before it's a reality, to believe in your possibility, to believe in your vision. And if you have any concerns or fears at this time, just know that when the fear gets loud, it's because you're on the cusp of something extremely powerful and transformative. So next steps, download the study guide, juliesolomon.net slash free gift. Spend the next week feeling and thinking through the questions. Get into the Facebook group if you want. You'll get all of that information. Once you download the free guide, you'll get an email with all that info. Screenshot today's episode. Share your takeaway with me at Joel Solomon so I can share it with the community and we can connect. Then get back to the study guide questions, answer them, journal with them. You can come back and listen to this challenge again for the things that maybe you missed or maybe they come up differently for you. And, you know, as you start to go through the study guide, I'll say the study guide should take you maybe about 30 minutes a week. If you want to start doing it now, you can, or if you want to wait, if you want to listen to the whole challenge and then do it, whatever works for you. You know, this is about working for you. I want you to come back next week for part two, when we step into the vision of what's possible. And I can't wait to guide you through that. It's amazing. Most importantly, I want you to remember to go easy on yourself this week. Promise me that. I'll see you inside the Facebook community. I'll see you here next week. I'll see you on my Instagram. Don't forget to pick up that study guide. Thank you so much for being here. You're possible. And now it's time for you to get what you want. Talk to you next week. As always, thank you so much for joining me today and every week here on the Influencer Podcast. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the topics and discussions that we have here, I would encourage you to head over to juliesolomon.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is in our amazing newsletter community that we are able to really support you on a much larger scale. And I love to do a ton of amazing things that I send inside your inbox every single week. So just head over to juliesolomon.net. You'll see a little spot there that you can add your information in and you will get on the list and start receiving all all of that good stuff.